Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Stella Lawrence. Boston has been mild lately with temperatures in the mid-60s, low 70s. Temperatures Tuesday are expected to reach a high of 66 with the rest of the week looking a bit warmer before cooling off again this weekend. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On August 13th, two members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19. One of them was a student and one of them was an employee. On average, BU's lab took 26.9 hours to process each test. BU has now processed over 100,000 tests. In total, 93 members of the BU community have tested positive this fall. 14 are currently in isolation and 60 have recovered from the disease. Ulala Kajioka is here now to report on a new recognition for Boston University. Boston University advanced up to number 54 in the Times Higher Education World University Education Rankings on Monday. This was seven spots higher than BU's previous ranking. The Times Higher Education, a London-based magazine and data analyst, compared more than 1,500 colleges in 93 countries. It takes into account student-to-staff ratios, reputation among scholars, institutions' income, research reputation, productivity, and the school's international outlook when creating these rankings. The write-up published by the Times Higher Education referenced B's internationality, wide range of study abroad programs, and influx of culture as some reasons for its latest ranking. BU Provost Jean Morrison told BU Today that, quote, This latest ranking from THE is terrific news and reflects the tremendously hard work of many dedicated members of our community. In spite of headwinds all institutions are facing, BU continues to look optimistically to the future, end quote. In a similar ranking in the latest U.S. News and World Report National University ranking, BU ranked in at 42nd amongst nearly 400 schools. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Lala Kajioka from WTBU News. Joining us now is Hannah Barron with a story about the Chief Justice of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. The Chief Justice of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court died at the age of 65 on Monday, 10 days after undergoing surgery from a heart attack. Ralph Gantz said he expected to be discharged and returned to the court just last Tuesday. He worked as a federal prosecutor in Massachusetts and served as a superior court judge for 11 years before being appointed to the Supreme Judicial Court. Gantz heard arguments about the drug lab scandal in which former state chemists Annie Dukan and Sonia Farrakh tampered with evidence, the role of federal immigration agents in mass courts, and lawsuits over Massachusetts' pandemic response. He was scheduled to participate in a decision regarding the extent of Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker's authority during the pandemic. Gantz co-workers praised his dedication to civil liberties and the integrity of the justice system. Once again, that was Hannah Barron for WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Cole Benowitz for a story about a court case involving coronavirus policies. A federal judge ruled on Monday that Pennsylvania's coronavirus policies, specifically stay-at-home orders, limits on gathering sizes, and business shutdowns, are unconstitutional. The ruling was made by U.S. District Judge William Stickman IV, who was appointed by President Trump in August of last year. Stickman sided with plaintiffs, including the owners of a hair salon, a drive-in movie theater, and a farmer's market vendor. Other plaintiffs include a horse trainer and several Republican officeholders. The judge wrote in his ruling that Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf's pandemic policies have been, quote, overreaching and arbitrary, unquote. Further, Stickman wrote that the Constitution does not allow for the new normal adopted in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, which he considers to put citizens' basic liberties at risk in the name of overly powerful emergency mitigation. Thomas W. King III, 
The attorney who represented the plaintiffs claims the ruling means that current restrictions like those on indoor gatherings of over 25 people cannot be enforced in the state. Wolf's administration said it plans to appeal the ruling. From San Diego, California, I'm Cole Benowitz for WTBU News. Next, a story regarding new lockdowns in Israel from Natasha Abrams. On Sunday, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu (laughs) announced a new nationwide lockdown due to a recent surge in coronavirus cases. The order came after Israel hit a record number of daily cases with 4,217 new cases on Thursday. And due to their small population, the new surge in cases is now one of the highest infection rates in the world, at around 1.76%. The lockdown will start Friday, bringing back severe restrictions similar to those of the lockdown back in April. This includes re-closing schools, restaurants, except for delivery, hotels, and other businesses. Citizens will be required to stay within 500 meters of their home, and all outdoor gatherings are limited to 20 people. All essential and emergency services will remain open, as well as pharmacies and grocery stores. The lockdown will last a preliminary period of at least three weeks, But President Netanyahu stated that restrictions will not be eased until Israel reports a decline in infection and mortality rates. Back in April, Israel didn't suffer from a large outbreak due to their strict and immediate restrictions, with their highest number of new cases in a day at 765 on April 2nd. However, after restrictions were eased, there has been a recent surge in cases starting in the end of June, and numbers have been quickly increasing since. Israel has had over 150. 50,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases and over 1,100 deaths, with 23,786 new cases in the last week. Once again, that was Natasha Abrams for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Bronita Chang about talks between Russia and Belarus. Belarus's President Alexander Lukashenko arrived in Russia to meet with President Vladimir Putin on Monday. This will be their first in-person meeting since protests erupted in Belarus over the disputed results of the presidential election. Currently, Putin recognizes Lukashenko as the legitimate president of Belarus and said the Russian police force will intervene if the protest gets out of hand. The two nations historically have been close despite Lukashenko's resistance to Russian pressure to deepen their union. On Sunday, around 100,000 people marched through the capital Minsk to demand Lukashenko's resignation. It was reported that about 400 people were detained by the police. The protests have been occurring every Sunday for the fifth week in a row since the election. Once again, that was Bonita Chang for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Amanda Schneider, Megan Gregoire, Lily Kepner, and Gabriela Lopez, I'm Stella Lawrence reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.